from Birmingham, Alabama. You're listening to the Flat Picking Pilgrim's Progress. I'm your host, Gary Furr, and I'm so glad to have you with me today. Whether you're sitting in your favorite chair or riding along in the car, I'm glad we're going to get to spend this time together. It's good to be back with you. Today I want to talk about something that I'll come back to now and then on the journey of healing. Healing and health and health care are so crucial in our society right now and in people's minds. And yet there's a kind of lost connection there. Uh, people who consider themselves religious have long felt there's a natural connection particularly those of us in the Christian faith, between healing and the spiritual life. Um, and there is compelling evidence that um, in the history of most faiths, there has been an interest in what it means to be well and to be healthy. Now, the question is not how to bring healing and spiritual life back together again. The real question seems to be how they ever got separated in the first place. The Christian faith from its beginning accepted the role of prayer in promoting healing. The New Testament, particularly the Gospels and the book of Acts, tell about healing miracles performed by Jesus and the early apostles of the church. And historical records tell us that even as late as the medieval period that priests functioned as both physicians and ministers, and it's only been in the modern world that these two realms have split. Some of that has to do with the development of modern medicine uh, that brought with it spectacular achievements and understandings of the origins of disease that didn't have any reference necessarily to religious things. And with those advances came a peculiarly modern idea that sickness is a function of a physical thing, a cause, apart from any spiritual or emotional or relational aspect of a person's life. Now, the divide was not just on the side of medicine. A lot of eccentric religious groups have sought to promote healing without any recourse to medicine. So there are lots of sad stories of people who failed to receive needed medical treatment because of a misguided idea that to depend on doctors and medicine is somehow to fail in their faith. Not all religion is good for people's health, and not all medical science is a good idea if it leaves out the notion of the whole person. Fortunately, a lot of recent thinkers in both religion and medicine have questioned this divide and recognized that uh, at the many dimensions of human life that we experience, there are places of intersection. Spiritual well-being has a clear impact on physical health and vice versa. One of the great challenges for all of us who see the need for this to come together is how do they do so for what is best for us all. There are a lot of quacks and distortions and false alternatives in this quest, but the issue of health and well-being sits at the center of contemporary human existence. I was remembering this week uh, when I was invited several years ago to come and make a presentation to 
medical caseworkers for a national hospital system at a conference they had here in Birmingham. Now, caseworkers are people, you know, who sort of follow you along through the medical system if it's a complex one. And um, I introduced my remarks by saying, now let's see if I understand your work. You're the people who have charge of the patients as they move through your hospital system. And that means you're the person who sits in between a lot of things. On one side are the doctors and nurses and staff sworn to do no harm and care for life, cost be damned. There's the business office desperately trying to keep the hospital and system afloat without operating at a loss or getting sued. Uh, there are the lawyers who are worried about liability. There's the patient who doesn't want to be here and most of the time can't manage to actually be happy about it. There's the patient's family who are frustrated and sometimes angry because things aren't going better and the parade of specialists keep coming through but don't seem to be talking to one another and sometimes not even to the patient. And then there's the insurance company whose job is to get them out as soon as possible uh, within their operating margins. And, oh, yes, then there's the government and regulations. Now, by this time, they were all laughing because they recognized it. And I said, is that about right? And uh, they nodded their heads. And I went on to say, well, nobody could do your job. That's impossible. No wonder you're all tired and beaten up. I remember uh, reading a lot through the years about medicine and human beings. And there's a great dilemma in how the two coexist. We have systems we've created to try to do healing. And I often said to my church members when I would go to visit them in the hospital, you know, every day doctors and nurses do routinely and and really or in an ordinary way what Jesus did miraculously. The knowledge of healing, I believe, to be a great gift of God to all of humanity and social good. So we are fortunate to live in a time when these good things have come. There is no conflict between that and authentic faith. But these folks were having a good time, and I I shared a song with them, a little parody that I wrote. Uh, I'll share it with you at the end, but it was a takeoff on a rock song called Bad Case of the Healthcare Blues. But as I went on and uh, finished that song and they finished laughing at it, uh, I came back to say, you have a hard, hard job. Because in the complexity of the, these things that are going on and in this situation, Try to always keep clear what's, what's happening here. I had a chance to speak to the Georgia legislature many years ago as a chaplain of the day. Of course, as politicians do, they all came up and shook my hand afterwards, told me how wonderful it was, and never really knew if they meant it or not. But I used the story of the woman with the issue of blood, some sort of hemorrhage, who reached through a crowd and touched Jesus. And Jesus felt the power go out, even though all these people were pressing around him everywhere. And I said to those leaders that day, try never to forget the one person reaching through the crowd and in the blur of all the things you're trying to do, that yearning to be well. 
if you can do that, you'll do good legislation. And so I left these caseworkers who are harried and tired, and I gave them Gary's six sentences for healing professionals. But you know, I kind of think these six sentences might be good for all of us. So I share them with you now. And I'll dedicate these to a couple of my friends, Maria and Bill, who are dealing with some pain right now and some things they're going through, and a lot of you out there. Some of you I know and most of you I don't, but are maybe going through some hard times. This is the journey we're on. Here are Gary's six sentences. Number one, you're part of the healing journey of every life you touch, whether directly or indirectly. The further removed from it we are, the more we have to take time to reconnect with it. Every piece of what we do really ends up at a bedside in a human heart and a human hope. And that even goes for the ordinary things of life. We are on the healing journey with others. Number two, you have to be on the healing journey yourself if you're really going to help someone else. And that means being well in every part of life. Dr. Ira Bjock wrote a book called The Four Things That Matter Most, a book about living He's someone who works with people who are dying, and he says, there are four things that matter more than any other, and before we can die or before we could really live for that matter, we have to say these to the people who matter to us the most. And they are sometimes part of our being unwell. The four things are this. Please forgive me. I forgive you. Thank you. I love you. You have to be on the healing journey yourself and attending to these things if you're going to be able to help others in a holistic way. Number three, in an age of specialization, compartmentalization, and outsourcing, strain in the other direction and seek integrity. The word integrity means wholeness. It means instead of who you are being in so many directions you have somehow unified as a person to go towards something. If you're going to heal people, you have to be a kind of focused human being. Four, the power to heal is always present in every moment, even when we can't see it. By the way we meet people, how we're with them, and whether or not we stand with them. Look for the moment. Look for the power to heal wherever you are. Five, we have to claim the power of presence by learning how to pay attention. This means in every moment to somewhere along the way ask ourselves, what's really going on here? And finally, we are never alone. This is an assumption for all of us. But in healthcare, especially, it is important as a promise to those for whom all of us care, whether we go to visit or whether we are a nurse by the bedside or a person who cleans the room or the one who brings the needed supplies. You are not alone and you are not working alone, and we will not be abandoned, and especially if you are sick. This is what I believe, and I think that most of us who are people of faith know this. We are never, ever alone.
Well, here's wishing you some wellness. And I'll close with my silly song today. Have a good day. See you next time. Regulations falling down like a net. Doctor hasn't seen his patient yet. Man over there has a bandage on his head. I think it's starting to turn red. Doctor, doctor, I give you the news. We got a bad case of healthcare blues. Well, no pills gonna kill this ill. We got a bad case of healthcare blues. One doctor says he needs more meds. Well, surgery is what the other one said. His wife and his daughter. Ask me what's the score Another poor man in his hospital gown Running out the door Doctor, doctor, I give you the news We got a bad case of healthcare blues Well, no pills gonna cure this ill We got a bad case of healthcare blues Well, now people diagnose themselves instead so they don't believe what the doctor said they got an article that a friend had read who got the information from a stranger in the Philippines on the web doctor doctor I'll give you the news we got a bad case of healthcare blues well no pills gone cure this ill we got a bad case of healthcare blues 20 people waiting to discharge well the line at the door is getting pretty large they said a little rehab might do you some good oh but the insurance company said they misunderstood doctor doctor i give you the news we got a bad case of healthcare blues well no pills gonna cure these ills we got a bad case of healthcare blues well we got a bad case of healthcare blues Good luck out there. I'm Gary Furr, and this is the Flat Picking Pilgrim's Progress. Thanks for joining me today. You can find my music at G-A-F-U-R-R, G-A-F-U-R.com. And you can go to my blog site for lots of other information and writings at GaryFurr.me, G-A-R-Y-F-U-R-R.me. Once again, thank you so much. Join me next time on the Flat Picking Pilgrim's Progress.